you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without the essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. I mean, it provides great protection and it's really breathable so you don't get hot. That's a win-win. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. What's up, everybody? DJ and Bucky here from Move the Sticks. Before you get to your episode, here's what we've got coming up this week. We're going to borrow a game from Dave Damashek. We're going to play Jenga. Who is the most indispensable player on every team outside of the quarterback position? Yeah, we're not borrowing the beard, just the game. Uh, you can check us out, nfl.com slash podcast. You can find our videos on youtube.com, and you can subscribe on iTunes. Going to the hurry of offense. Yes, hi and hello, football fans, and welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program, presented as always by McDonald's. Go get some of that all-day breakfast any time of the day. It's a good choice. Oh, Studio 66 is full of excitement right now. Training camp is underway. We have much to get to. Let's go around and tell everybody who's here. First of all, joining us, he wore a couple other uniforms, at least for me, I consider him a a Packers, one of the first team I associate with this guy, is the uh, the Green Bay Packers. We're going to go Packers-themed uh, a, a fair amount here today. It's Greg Jennings. We have Patrick Claybon. You see him on NFL Network updating you on this, that, and the other. And then from Cheesehead TV, one of the great <laughs> Packers fans, and my adversary on the NFL Films Top Ten list when he tries to make a case for the 60s Packers over the 70s uh -huh. Steelers. Fat and double fat. As the late, great Myron Cope would say, it's Aaron Nagler. What's the poop with you, fella? How you doing, Damashek? Thanks for having me on, buddy. It's a pleasure to see you. If uh, if you are listening to us, you cannot see what we see here. He is on Skype with us, and he is seated at the end of his bed looking good. That's right. Yes. Hey, man, when you got when you got three girls running around, you know, it's summer. They're all home. You know, I don't have an – I live in a small apartment in Astoria, New York, man. I don't – I don't got room like you people out there in L.A. All right, let's jump into it. And, of course, it's the Andy <laughs> Reid hurry up. We are off to a not-so-flying start here on the hurry up, hence the name, the Andy Reid style hurry up. Delay a game. All right, I don't need to be hassled already. Greg Jennings, how are you, man? And congratulations on a great NFL career. I appreciate it. Is this, is this enthusiasm much better received right much now? Better. Okay. I, feel, I feel the energy. There we go. It. No, I'm doing great, man, especially when you wake up and you turn on the TV and you're watching training camp from your bed. <laughs> that, that is a good feeling. All right, that's easy to say, but no jive. Uh, is there any party of 5% of you that thinks like, huh, I 
kind of wish I were off in camp somewhere. Right now, no. <laughs> I, I'm, beyond, I'm just being honest. Right now, absolutely not. Why doesn't everybody do, whether it's hold out like Ryan Fitzpatrick or, oh, yeah, I have a weird thing in my leg that's not allowing me. To, why doesn't every veteran pull that move until it's like August 29th or so? Because it's frowned upon. Everyone everyone looks at you from, from not only your teammates – but the organization, fans, media, everyone looks at it as, oh, this guy, especially a veteran, oh, he, he doesn't want to be a part of practices. He's taking time off. And they don't look at it as a positive as he's done this for umpteen years. <laughs> he's tired of doing it. He just wants to play ball. They don't look at it like that. Ah, they'll forget about it after you make a touchdown Absolutely. in the first half of Absolutely. the first game. <laughs> it's a guilt camp. Yeah, it is. It really <laughs> is. It is guilt camp. It's not even training camp. <laughs> All right, let's jump into it. And, Claybon, how are you, sir? Dave, I'm living the dream every single day. I know. Football is nigh. It's exciting for all of us. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I just mentioned him there, $12 million now to presumably take over for the Jets. Although, I got to tell you, as a man of justice, I'm rooting for Gino. I hope Gino somehow beats God. There's no way it's gonna Stop happen, it. but I wouldn't mind seeing him <laughs> somehow win see, that gig. Did you see the tweet? Did you see the tweet the Jets put out today? The welcome <laughs> back music, and Gino is in the video. <laughs> I missed that. Oh, it's, it's gonna work out for Gino, man. He's, gonna, just he's old. gonna get something. He's light years ahead, of course. Well, uh, so so let's go there. Claybon, I'll start with you and uh, and let's just yap about this. Are we I, – I just, before making my way up to Studio 66, I ran into the Around the NFL fellas, and Dan Hanzoos is raw with me, legitimately. <laughs> He's upset with me because I made jokes on Twitter as soon as Fitzpatrick signed. I'm just pointing out the reality. We all know who Ryan Fitzpatrick is, right? He's not, what, what do you think you just got back into camp? He is maybe a tick better than Geno Smith. I, I think I'll it's say a, you. at some point during the holdout, it, it got a little bit lost in who we were talking about. Yes. And uh, we, we talked about this on the show. This is the same, it's the same Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? But it's um, – he had the best season at quarterback that they've had in some time, and I think that took residence in people's minds, and we got a, a different vision of, of Ryan Fitzpatrick than the one that's uh, been playing for a while now. Well, Geno Smith, time. he tweeted, horses don't stop, they keep going. I don't know what how that's relevant to the Jets training camp there. But, uh. Nagler, here's what jumps out at me. Sorry to play cynic to Dan yeah, no, no. and Jets fans. but I know, you're, gonna... real, you're real sorry, I can tell. Yeah. <laughs> yes, uh, I'm going to beat myself up uh, uh, in the car by myself. Like, Dave, come on, man. You won't beat You're the horse. You won't beat the horse, though. Hanzu's called me a bully, as a matter of fact. Oh, you feel big? You feel like a big man putting down the uh, the weak <laughs> sister? Like, oh, I, listen. Man. I don't know. I, I, the weird uh, self-esteem issue you have, I don't know. But, you know, I'll play cynic here, Nagler. Uh-huh. Play. Fitzpatrick, ha I mean, the Jets played a very, very easy schedule last year. They played right, right, four right. play. They played four games against playoff teams, two against the Patriots. Yep. Look at their first six games this year. I mean, what what do you expect for Fitzpatrick this year? Well, I don't expect much different. You just talked about he's the quarterback we all have known and loved for how many years. Last year, he just happened to be get into an offense with a really good offensive coordinator. And a bunch of wide receivers that, you know, he's not afraid to throw it downfield and let them go get it. Some guys are risk averse. Some guys aren't. And he definitely isn't. Um, I, I know you've seen the stats about all the interceptable throws that he threw, especially early on in the year. That just, you know, defenses just didn't come down with them. 
Uh, I tend to think some defenses are probably going to start coming down with a few more and just law of averages. And maybe, just maybe, you might hear some tremors uh, in the force there in New York for, uh, you know, maybe four or five weeks in, maybe people will want to see what they have in Geno. And maybe I mean, literally in the... He was the starter before, you know, getting cold cocked back there in uh, training camp last year, so That is correct. Everybody seems to, to forget about that. Greg Jennings, you've been around, obviously, a major situation when one quarterback gives way to another. What do gives you suppose... Uh, I think- don't know if that was a gift. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> maybe I, I didn't uh, choose my words carefully enough. Well, those, but well, either those way... Those guys were good. I, it seems awfully weird to me, especially when, I mean, I guess, you know, reading the tea leaves, Brandon Marshall probably had a pretty good sense that this is going to work out, I guess, because otherwise, I mean, is there any chance that this fractures the locker room? That that Are, are there any Geno supporters, do you suppose? Or are they like most Jets fans who say, we're done with Geno, it's got to be Fitz or shame the devil? I, I, don't, I don't believe that there are no Geno supporters because in a locker room, you, you hope everyone does well. But when you look at the picture that was tweeted by Brandon Marshall and you see the guy's expression – He's won the locker room. <laughs> like, no, seriously. He, uh, right. He's not a he's not a elite quarterback, but he played well enough to put them in position to where they feel like they're on the cusp of doing something special this year. That's all you need him to do. That's all you they they play good defense. He has everything around him to be successful. All we need you to do is just do what you did last year. Maybe maybe be a little bit better if if that, but if not, just be what who you were last year, and we're good. I don't think, but it's New York. Yes, it's dra- it is. it's the drama capital. Like they they love him right now. Yeah, uh-huh. a lot of ball game left. There. They <laughs> love him right now. Nothing has happened. He hasn't thrown an interception in training camp. I, at least I don't know yet. Today was the first day. <laughs> it may have already you. happened, but give it time. If he if he starts to tell spin the wrong way, you're gonna hear Gino. Gino. I mean, it's just. I often have a glass half that, that is half empty, but in the cases of Bryce Petty and Christian Hackenberg, I kind of am a little bit optimistic. But one of those four guys has to go. I don't know that any Bryce Petty. Let's say why he's not gonna accept being a practice squad guy, no. and somebody else will grab him if they put him out on the waiver wire. Doesn't it kind of make sense to either? ditch Geno sooner rather than later, or the larger question is if you really believe in Hackenberg or Petty or Geno, and I guess the answer is no to those things, then uh, – because if you did, then you wouldn't bring in a 34-year-old guy whose ceiling we understand. Because otherwise, it you've you've hurt your long-term future of your football team. Well, no? you don't ditch Geno, number one – I don't think they really believe in Fitzpatrick. Yeah, if, if they did, if it would they be did, more than one year. Ex- if they did, this would have never even taken place. But I, I think I think one of the things, number one, Fitzpatrick, I love him as a person. He's a great guy, unbelievable guy. He went to Harvard. Did you know that? I did not know that. That comes up. I See, <laughs> now that you're on this side, when you uh, tune into a game, you're going to hear that. I bet it comes oh, up. You're going to know. <laughs> I didn't know that, but he's a great guy. So he he get he gets those guys in the locker room to rally behind him, and that's what he's done, and he's been able to feed off of that. It's been kind of a confidence booster, if you will. Thanks for the phone call. That was me. I'm sorry. I turned it off, it's a, Jennings. It's okay. I didn't take it. It's okay. It would have been rude if I took the call. I mean, it's like. 
like, oh, Greg's talking. Let me take this phone call. It, it, it was a smooth one motion. <laughs> oh, no, that, no, that's just Greg Jennings talking. Yeah. Don't worry. Don't the worry. classic. Yeah, Greg. Yeah, Greg. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, no, I think, I think, I mean, you can't, you can't ditch Geno right now at this point because you don't really believe, from an organizational standpoint, you don't really believe in Fitzpatrick. I'm just being honest. Yeah, it's a good, so it'll be interesting to see. Their first six games are brutal. I mean, that that any enthusiasm you have as a Jets fan probably is going to get shut down when you look at that schedule. Bartlett behind the glass, real quick. What is it? They go like uh, they they host Cincy. Yeah, they they host Cincy. They're at Buffalo, at Kansas City, and then they host Seattle, at Pittsburgh. At Arizona, yeesh! That's the first six games. I mean, so what are they? Two yeah. and four, one and five, maybe. Possibly. I mean, think about that Buffalo game. Both of those Buffalo losses last year, Fitzpatrick played horribly in. Yes, and he they did. win. If they win either, though, if they win both those games, they're hosting a playoff game yep. last year. That's you know that's the difference in their season. That game, that week two game. I mean, it's week two, but it's huge because they were so bad on offense mm-hmm. against that team. And I like that Rex, I for one am all for, listen, all this, uh, the, the players, I understand the NFL PA and I like the family of the NFL, but fans don't want to hear that you guys like each other on other teams. (laughs) And I, for one, support Rex Ryan saying, I want to beat the Jets more than I want to beat other teams. Good for you, Rexy. Absolutely. That's fun. You get your you get your guys to rally behind that. Rex is genius when it comes to that. Look at what he was able to do when he was with the Jets to the Patriots. Every single year, it was like you knew the Patriots were – well, I can't say you knew they were a better team, but he took them to the brink every single time they played. Why? Because he expressed how much he hated those guys. And his team, it, it literally, there was a domino effect. He got those guys to feel the same way he felt about Belichick. All right, let's move on. In the and by the way, we're still in the Andy Reid hurry up. Yeah, way. we haven't actually <laughs> started clock. the show yet. But anyway, while we're here, let's do this one. Nagler, I start with you. You are the, really- wait, wait. In the Andy Reid hurry up. We've gotten like two first downs and a legal procedure penalty, and we're about fifteen yards down the field. Yeah, we're moving the ball. <laughs> exactly. That's that's the oh, big start, news. Start. <laughs> I don't need the penalty flags. We're trying to go. All right, here we go. Nagler, I start with you. Rank them. The Olympics are around the corner as well. Oh, God. Gold, right. silver, bronze. You know the question. The three QBs of the Packers in the Super Bowl era. I hate The you. three that count. <laughs> the Sorry, Lynn Dickey and uh, Magic Man. No, I mean, you know, the three uh, who I, would be in the running. Obviously, you're not going to give it to Lynn Dickey. Although he uh, did throw I for 4,000 yards. I would, I would, hey man, Lynn Dickey is one of the most underrated. I like him. The game, but Super Bowl era, I got to go Bart Starr, number one. And then, man, for me personally, I got to go Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers. Wow, Aaron Rodgers, who in my book is the greatest quarterback I've ever seen. The bronze medal from Nagler Jennings. How say you? I'm going. <laughs> I'm going to say Bart Starr. And then I'm going to actually put Aaron over Brett ah. because he performed better. Even though Brett got there twice, he performed better in the Super Bowl win. That's true. And then That's Brett. True. So, I mean, I, I, you know, by the way, so let's play this real quick while you're still hitting here. We, we, we only have a couple more minutes with Jennings. Play this sound from Total Access on NFL Network the other day. I haven't spoken with Aaron since – we met on the field, um, 
when I was in the Vikings uniform. But there is no ill feeling from my seat towards him, projected towards him. I, man, I, I mean this wholeheartedly. I love him like a brother. Um, I love everything that he's able to do as a player, not only as a player, but as a human being. The time that I spent, um, and I think I, that was, at that moment, it was all set out of frustration. And I'm being as I'm not, it's not an excuse, it's not a reason, I'm just being honest. Um, so there's no, there's no animosity there that I know of. I love it. No jive, Greg Jennings, and that's the cardinal rule here in Studio 66. We don't jive each other. Absolutely. I, I'm not going to – look, I'm, and I, I hate to be stereotypical, but my wife knows how I feel about holding grudges. I don't do it. We're going to make up in a second anyway. <laughs> We're going to lay in the same bed, and it, it just makes no sense. So, I mean, when it comes to me and Aaron – Aaron and I, man, seriously, I, I have no ill feelings. No ill feelings. I mean, what happened, happened. I still will take the times that we were able to make magic happen on the football field over anything that has happened from a negative spotlight. Indulge me, Nagler and Claybon, for just a second here before mm-hmm. uh, Jennings takes off here. A couple of quick ones. Who'd be more fun to drive across the country with, Farber or Rogers? Brett. <laughs> Brett would be more fun to do that. Oh, are, are you serious right yeah, now? I don't know. Even, it seems like, seems like Rogers has a wry sort of uh, subtle sense of humor. So you – No, I'm not well, – I'm taking far. Okay, that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Is it unanimous or uh, – I mean yeah, – no, it's, 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 it's unanimous. It's unanimous. That's, that's, that's no a question. question, bro. Who goes who – goes, uh, who goes for their wallet first if it's you, Rogers, and Favre at dinner? Who goes for their wallet to pick up the tab? I'm going first. No, okay, take yourself okay, out. You Four or 12? If they're both there. Yeah, <laughs> they're both there. <laughs> if they're both there, I would I would wait to see that. I don't know. I would have to – man, I would wait to watch. Come on, Brett. You got those uh, Clippers commercials. Whole, now, whole restaurant's I empty. <laughs> you got that Wrangler. They're on their eighth I dessert. I, I think this is the this is the safe way out, but I don't think we would have to pull out a wallet if those two were at the table at the restaurant together. Very Did true. you – I've talked to several of the Steelers DBs who went up against you guys in 45, and uh, they all say the same thing that my eyes uh, told me watching that game. Roger's arm, if you have not seen it in person, is it, 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 it surprises even professional defensive backs. I mean, you can look at replays where you can see Ryan Clark or Ike Taylor or anybody else closing on a pass that you ultimately catch where they clearly think, oh, I'm picking this ball off or I got a beat on this one, I'm going to knock it down. And it's like, well, it got by me more quickly than I thought. Is that is that true? Even coming from far, is. is Roger's ball more live? Um, I think they both have a live ball. I just think that his Aaron just with the precision that he's able to throw with, because I think Brett was more of an anticipator where he threw off of anticipation and he literally it's like he he knew where you were going to be. But Aaron, he just he has no regard for the defender. I mean, he knows they're there, but he trusts. His ability and his ability so much, it's like an arrogance. Oh, just like it's—I call it that Cali swag. 
I, you know what? I hear you because you listen to him talk, and if, <laughs> if you put those words on a piece of paper, you'd be like, who is this arrogant uh, creep? And yes. like, when he says it, when you hear him say it, you say like, well, yeah, he's right. He, he knows what we all know. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's the best one out there. Absolutely. Hey, Greg Jennings, you're a great one to kibitz with. I hope we get a chance to do it some more here. You're a delightful fella, and uh, yeah, re- legitimately in the few times I got to talk to you during your career, consistently funny and insightful and uh, not jiving us, and so I appreciate, I appreciate it. appreciate you guys. Driving. Congratulations on a great oh, I career. Oh, I get a standing yeah, ovation. Man. And look at that. Greg Jennings is exiting before we've even started the show proper. <laughs> Start the show! <laughs> <laughs> David, football, football, David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now, here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hello, once again, there. My microphone's not on. There we go, Bartlett. Thank goodness. Look at that. Nagler's on the Skype. He's intimidating me because he's got his hand on his chin like yawn already. That's the it. Mo- Cal Jennings is gone. What am I hanging around here for? That's what, what I'm saying. You're saying Impress- what? Impress, Impress you. Okay, fair enough. I thought maybe you're like, oh, this party suddenly got real square without uh, <laughs> Greg Jennings here. Um, Say goodbye, man. You know, that's how he rolls. I understand. <laughs> uh, we are presented, as I mentioned already, by McDonald's, and we are joined by Aaron Nagler, what? Claybon, you're ditching? Oh, you're moving over. Okay, good. Fulfill the seat. I thought you were ditching out on us here. Like, man, I was a, really, I'm that bad a company that you guys, <laughs> one guy's got his hand on his chin, it's, the other. It's the it's the guest. It's the guest. It's yeah. all right. I, what I about that, Nagler? That was a nice gift I gave you, right? That was great. That was great. Um, I, I've interviewed Greg a couple times, met him a couple times. He's, he's, he's a true Packer. I don't care about all the stuff afterwards. I mean, he helped us win a Super Bowl. What do you great make guy. of that? What do you make of that, uh, and, you know, Claybon, you don't really aren't a diehard for an NFL team. But what do you think about what Jennings said there? Or as a fan, Brett Favre, for all his great deeds, one of the, I don't know, I've made my rankings and now I can't think of where Favre landed there. I think five (laughs) maybe um, in the Super Bowl era. But wherever you rank him, the fact of the matter is he did have a nasty habit of throwing big games away. Your season would end on – on he four did. interceptions, how does that how does that square with you when you evaluate him against Star and Rodgers? Well, here's my thing, and here's why I put him at number two, and I didn't get get a chance to explain that. Well, you know, before you like trampled all over it. Um, <laughs> to me, you look at Brett when he was winning MVPs, and it was interesting what Greg said about the anticipation thing. It's like by the time Jennings was playing with him, I mean Brett knew every play, every defense. He knew how everything should work, and he was just you know kind of like the matrix, you know, it was like, he knew every kind of place he wanted to put the ball when he was winning MVPs. He, he was you know, on the road to arriving there, but he still had lots of improvisational ability. I mean, he made plays, you know, you still kind of scratch your head and say, how did he do that? To me, the reason I like Favre and I put Favre at number two is because of the fact that when it's fourth quarter, less than two minutes, you're down four, Brett wasn't afraid to take a chance. Brett wasn't afraid to try and make the play. And yes, later in his career, uh, we all remember the horrible interceptions. No doubt about it. We remember the horrible afternoon in St. Louis where he threw, what, six of them. Um, We remember all that. But, you know, lost in this transition to the Internet age is, you know, all the stuff in 95, 96, 97 when he made some amazing plays. And even like 98, 99, some amazing comeback throws 
where he has throws where he's throwing it. He has no business throwing it, and he puts it right where he wants to for huge gains, huge touchdowns, etc. As a fan, as purely as a fan, that's why I came out to the ballpark. That's why I turned on the television. I didn't turn on the TV or go to the park to watch some guy go, uh, no, I really shouldn't do that. You know, that's... that's I... You, neighbor, I'm here to be entertained, man. You, you are singing my song, yeah, man. One hundred percent. Because Claybon, I say this all the time, and I don't know if you and I have had this conversation, but give me Brett Favre, John Elway, and Ben Roethlisberger any day over Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, and Troy Aikman, and that's not a slight to the second group. They've won, and probably if you add them up, I think actually the the latter group would have more Lombardi trophies. But I want a gunslinger. What are we talking about? A math equation? Are we talking about precision? <laughs> are we talking about what's exciting? Well, we're, we're fans. That's, that's what Aaron was saying. We want to see somebody make plays. That's why we're watching the game. And you don't make the you know the how many cliches do we have in sports? Hundred percent of the shots you don't take, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Greatly dare, greatly fail. I mean, that's that's what we want to see. We want to see somebody try something ridiculous and occasionally pull it off. And nobody did that more than Brett Favre for a really long time. I don't want to hold Nagler or Claybon up too much. I think we've we've peaked with Greg Jennings, although I find yes. uh, your <laughs> insights here uh, very strong. I want to dig in on the 2016 team. Should we do that first? I'll ask everybody behind the glass there because you're youngsters. And so what <laughs> appeals to you more? I have a, an inkling. 2016 Packers, a look ahead. We're going to do both. Real quick, we'll go through the record, the schedule. Or do you want to hear Nagler make his case for the 60s Packers being a better oh. dynasty than the 70s Steelers? Nobody wants to hear that. We want to look ahead. I don't understand the quick answer there, Bartlett. I think it's very interesting to hear a man, a grown man, sitting at the foot of the bed, a father of three, shame himself with what he knows isn't true. He knows it's not true. He just feels like I gotta. What are you uh, talking about? He knows it's not. You don't true. know. You you know that the Packers don't. St- the '60s Packers. They don't. St- who? How many? When, when they were winning those NFL titles, how many? What was it? Were there two other teams in the NFL at that time, or was it three other teams that they were vanquishing? Oh, yeah, there, there was huge expansion in the '70s. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> well, they was. They brought in the AFL, and that made a big difference. That raised the competition. I'll say this, Nagler. We don't <laughs> yes, have to. We don't have to. We don't have to go into a full uh, a full on uh, debate here. We've we've said our piece respectively on that uh, on that top ten. Aaron said like three words. I don't. You know what? That's <laughs> right. But you know what? He said plenty on the top ten, and it was directed I'm on, I'm at me. I'm on his show, Patrick. I'm on his show. It's all, it's all right. I'll give Nagler his chance. But let me say something well, to you, Claybot. In Houston at the Super Bowl, and we'll have this out. <laughs> <laughs> and let me tell you something, Claybon. Yeah, he see because this is the same game he played in that top ten list. Damn, Mishek, you cut to him. He's like a lunatic, like a raving lunatic about stuff. <laughs> you don't understand half of his words. Then Nagler comes in. He's he, he's he's like an academian. Like, oh, you have a cool, calm, and collected. I seem like a seem like a a, a buffoon. Now it's my turn, Nagler. Now you're on my note. This is like a, here's the, <laughs> here, here, here's the legitimate argument I make for the Steelers of the 70s over any other dynasty. Yeah. If we made a list <laughs> in the Super Bowl era, because I don't count anything, you know, 58 as they See, always but Why? Why? Already your argument is invalid. I'll tell why? you why. Why? Why, do we, why are we cutting things off? Because why? I'll tell you why. 
because you know how they always say, the people that were around, the greatest game ever played. What's the greatest game of all time? They say the 1958 championship. Yep, yep, yep. yep. You go back and you watch that game. It's a very good game. It's an entertaining ball game, but it certainly doesn't stack up as the greatest game you've ever seen. No, it is the greatest game ever played because of its importance on on the national scale. Suddenly, people started paying attention. If that's the case, by definition, nothing matters before it. That's the na- it's not baseball. Baseball was relevant in the 20s. NFL football, here you know, here's here's the proof that the NFL was a second-rate league for a long time. Through I'll tell you why. Because the college all-stars used to play the Super Bowl champs and they would win sometimes. That's they would right. play the NFL champs and they would beat them. He told the league he didn't want to do it anymore after they lost. That's embarrassing. But that yeah. that's bad for the NFL. So that shows, that highlights it. All right, the 60s, it starts to become more legitimate. If, if we said, though, in the Super Bowl era, rank for me the 10 or 12 best dynasties of all time, we would say the Packers of the 60s. We would say the Niners of the 80s, the Cowboys of the 90s, the Patriots of the 21st century. Of the aughts. Right, right, or the aughts. You would say also the Cowboys of the 70s. You would say the Raiders of the 70s, perhaps. The Dolphins of the 70s, certainly. You might even bring up, bring up the Minnesota Vikings. And yet among all these titanic all-time teams, who stood head and shoulders above them all? The Pittsburgh Steelers. That's who, Nagler. Who did the Packers have to beat to win their titles? The Cowboys. What are you talking about? The Cowboys. <laughs> You just Don oh, Meredith. Whatever. Wait, if you're going to put the Vikings in this conversation, then the Bills got to be in the conversation. All right, the Bills can be what in the conversation. Talking? We're talking about teams that never won anything. I mean, why not? You know, let's throw the Jaguars in there while we're at it. Well, no, that would be silly. Claybon, how say you? You know how I love these ranking lists of of hypothetical matchups. Oh, we've Green got Green. the we've got the uh, takes ombudsman here, Nagler. That's why that's why God invented Madden. So, yeah. <laughs> so we could so we could do these. All right, then let's look ahead. Let's appease the youngsters after that little seven or so minute uh, detour, and let's look ahead to the 2016 Packers. I am perennially Nagler on board with the Packers so long as 12 is under center. I think he is the best quarterback I've ever seen in my life. Um, I like Mike McCarthy. It seems more than some. And <laughs> I'm waiting for them to break through. And I, and by the way, I think if he gets one more ring, he enters the conversation, you know, for, for every – I think people already cite him as the most talented QB they've seen. But I think he, you know, enters the conversation as, you know, with Brady and right. Montana as best ever. So what gives here? What, what To the cynics who say, hey, Dave or anybody else – Rodgers is only one ring, same as uh, same as Peyton did before he got that last one uh, a couple right. months ago. Well, hey, I, I would think most people, I know most Packer fans, because I see it every day on my Twitter feed, and I have to stress every day, um, <laughs> would tell you that, uh, you know, the Packers are wasting Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we hear a lot of that as some people who follow the team religiously or cover them every day, that, you know, They've got a superstar quarterback. They know this. Um, they keep trying to surround him with the talent they need to get there. Um, you know, but as I always say, you know, Aaron's part of the team. Aaron's part of it. You know, there are plays like we were just talking about. There are plays he turns down because he doesn't want to throw a pick. And that's fine. That's great. It helps his quarterback rating, but it doesn't help you win the ball game. Um, it, and I'm not saying he's not the best quarterback in the league because I think he is. I think he's by far and away the best quarterback in the league. But... He's part of the team. So 
do I think they're going to win another championship while he's under center? Yeah, I do. Um, you know, the defense played a hell of a lot better last year than most people thought they would. Uh, and then everyone was surprised because the offense is the thing that didn't hold up the end of the, their end of the bargain. Obviously, that's going to have sat with Mike McCarthy all offseason. I mean, I know that did not sit well with him. So you have to think, and I know there's been talk all offseason about getting back to fundamentals and fans don't want to hear that. But it's true. They had a bunch of wide receivers who couldn't get off man press. Um, that's a problem. When you're running a bunch of three, four wide receiver sets, none of them can get off man press. Well, yeah, that's an issue. So I think you will see a return to fundamentals. They finally have a dedicated wide receivers coach, but they didn't have last year. Um, but yeah, Aaron, for all the people who say, well, you know, Aaron Rodgers maybe had an off year, but his numbers in an off year are better than most guys' numbers on a regular year. Well, that's fine and good. But they've built this entire team, especially the entire offense, around Aaron Rodgers and his ability. And if, he, if he's even just a little bit off, the, the offense doesn't work. And last year, he was off. He had a bunch of guys who couldn't get a lot of separation, and he refused to throw into tight windows. And that was partly why they suffered, you know, struggled on offense. Now, it's not the only reason, but it's part of it, and it's something that no one has really talked about this year. Hmm, that's very interesting stuff there because, yeah, I, I am an apologist for Rodgers. I guess I'm so deep <laughs> in the defense of the guy. That's uh, insightful Because stuff. he's so good. Yeah. How could you not be an apologist? Well, you I know what? I've knocked Peyton Manning over the years for the same thing. The premise with the teams that he was on from his first day wearing the upside-down horseshoe, the teams have been built were built around him. So when people would say, yeah, but you can't knock Peyton because the defense is so lousy, yeah, because – he required that you sur- that that the bulk of the loot right. goes to building the, offense, the offense that he needed. There's right. something to be said about that with Rodgers. Although the thing I forgive Rodgers for is who has he ever played with? Who has he ever had? I mean, Greg Jennings is very good, but we see Greg Jennings go elsewhere. Everybody who leaves Aaron Rodgers has had a pretty good drop-off there. Peyton Manning has played with all those Hall of Famers. Even Tom Brady has had the benefit of Rob Gronkowski and Randy Moss for a couple of years. Well, it's interesting. You look at the cover of Sports Illustrated, what was it, 2010, 2011, whatever it was, with Aaron and all his wide receivers and Jermichael Finley at tight end, and that was a really talented group, but you're right. It's, there's no superstar there. I mean, Greg Jennings probably the closest to it. He was really an amazing wide receiver when he was on that team. Um, but a lot of it again, is the design of the offense. I mean, people knock Mike McCarthy, but it's an amazing offense, and it does a really good job of getting guys one-on-one with routes and concepts that allow them to succeed. When, you know, you're not counting on guys to win with physicality, you're not not throwing 50-50 balls. It's not a Des Bryant situation where you're just throwing it up and asking them to go get it and throw up the X, you know? These are guys who are like Greg Jennings is a perfect example. He was the ultimate technician. He's one of the best route runners I've ever seen. That's what this offense needs. And that's what it was really lacking last year. For the for the Rogers discussion, I kinda have to go back to the the criticism, which I've always thought is such a wild criticism that somebody's only won one world championship. Oh, that's that, the dumbest. That's that's so that's so crazy to me. It's like, well, this guy only achieved the highest possible goal in his professional <laughs> one time, right? And it's it's I hear you, and by the way, I, I I'm I'm on both sides of the fence with 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 that the ring count for 
QBs. On one hand, I will always point out the fact that when you hit when Andrew Luck or whoever breaks out with a with a big rookie season, they say, "Oh, this guy is going to win multiple Super Bowls." Well, you know they only give the one Lombardi each year. So if Andrew Luck's going to win multiple Super Bowls and Russell Wilson's going to win multiple Super Bowls and Cam Newton is too, boy, they're they they must have extra Lombardis laying around because they're all going for the same prize and they're only going to give the one. On the other hand. It does matter. You're the field general, and never more than it is right now is the role of the QB significant in whether or not your team gets it done. And certainly it is going to be a factor when things are relatively close elsewhere. You are ultimately going to look. I forgive John Elway. I mean, I don't care about John Elway winning two with Terrell Davis, but I do think instead of it being Lombardi count, can we agree that postseason success is relevant? Because if your team is good enough to get to the postseason, then presumably it's good enough to win games as long as the QB plays well. And John Elway took three atrocious Broncos teams to Super Bowls in the 80s. He deserves credit for that. I mean, look at those rosters. Sammy Winder, that was the running back on those teams. Sammy Winder was their feature back. They still went to the Super Bowl. It's it's tough it's tough to, to to compare across seasons. I just know that you know unless Aaron runs off the sideline and tackles Larry Fitzgerald, I feel like you know he did enough to put the team in a situation to win the game. What a right. Nagler! Speaking of that, right. worst was I mean I've said this before, and I say it again to you now. Has there ever been I, as objective as you can possibly be on this? Right. Have right you ever on. seen a worse, a more painful loss for any team? Maybe not just in NFL lore, but in right. all the sports than what happened in the 2014 NFC title game. Hell no. Come on. It was the Ooh, worst I, thing I've ever seen. I would love to know what it would even compare. And they had that game won five different times. That's right. It, it's it's ridiculous. It's absolutely – I was in a bar in Brooklyn making reservations for the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's where we were. That's I where literally we – I, mean, I went through and counted in the second half there are eight plays that if any one of them goes <laughs> in the Packers' way. The way <laughs> Super Bowl. Which is the one that you that that, that that keeps you up at night? To me, it's the haha Clinton Dix inability to knock but, down the two point conversion. You know that one doesn't. You know why? Because it's like the guy intercepted him, Russell Wilson, twice in that game. He played a really good game. He had two bad plays. One of which was that play, the two point conversion. To me, it's the Morgan Burnett falling down after the interception. Yeah. If you look, if you look at the coaches' tape, and I know Julius Peppers, you know, aged veteran wise Julius Peppers is sitting right in front of him going. Get down, get down. But Morgan Burnett, you look at the coach's tape, he's gone. Yep. He probably scores if he just keeps running. Um, that's the one that really kills me. Claybon, summon another candidate for worst loss you've ever seen. I mean, I Bama against Auburn well, yeah, a that, couple years I mean, ago. I mean, that, but that's one. They're all the thing that every other game has in common is the one play. Yeah, I, well, I mean, you, you you talk about one play. I mean, the situation if you if you break down the numbers of that Seahawks Packers game is it's not even close. Uh, but I mean, as far as the greatest football game that I've ever seen was that Iron Bowl, and, and we're standing there uh, getting ready to do the post game show, and all of a sudden Chris Davis takes off with his field goal, and the building explodes. It, it's it's People are melting onto the field. You were in the joint for that game? Yeah. It, really? And as wow, the crowd was running awesome. on the field, we ran out to do the CBS post game uh, for, for the Birmingham. Did you get run over? Uh, no, I, I, I Heisman some people. I mean, you, you got <laughs> you, you, you to gotta be willing to scrap. Uh, people have been drinking since 2 o'clock oh, you know, yeah. in the afternoon, and it's, it's 9 o'clock at night. But, it's, um, but yeah, other than, other than those wild, wacky college football games, if, if you, like you mentioned, the eight plays and yeah. – uh, 
to, to HaHa's benefit, speaking of Alabama football, nobody's expecting that ball to come down at that angle with the amount no, of time. I know, it's bizarre, it's but he's standing next to him for what feels like about uh, 20 yeah. seconds. Yeah. Just reach up and knock it down, fella. That's no idea where the ball is. He's just never seen, like the rest of us, have never seen a ball at that trajectory. Like what? I, uh, until on, Richard on Rodgers caught line. the Hail Mary last year. <laughs> no one's ever caught a ball that's falling directly from the sky like that. Um, all right, real quick, I don't want to tie up. And by the way, Nagler did mention his Twitter. He's one of the great uh, Twitter follows for football yes. fans, sports fans and otherwise at Aaron Nagler N-A-G-L-E-R is how you do it and I mentioned cheeseheadtv.com one of the creators and obviously one of the great Packers fans so and not not uh, and important not opposed to if need be if he feels it's right he knocks the Packers sometimes that's what a oh, real fan does of course hey, they, they, they need it they need it they need it every now and then no all doubt. right give me the three reasons why the Packers will underwhelm this year. Maybe they don't get by the Vikings once again. Maybe they may straight up miss the playoffs. Give me your three big concerns right now. Three big concerns. Uh, I would say we talked about it a little bit before, uh, the man press issue. Uh, the wide receivers being in sync with Rodgers. It was an issue all last year. Is Montgomery Jordan. the answer there? Is he maybe a him. breakout I guy? I absolutely love him. He looked amazing early in the year before getting hurt. And then they kept trying to bring him back, trying to bring him back. And then they had him have surgery at the end of the year. And now he started in training camp on the PUP. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited for him. I really hope he's out there soon. He can be an answer. He's a switchblade of a player. You know, he's a guy you can line up everywhere, uh, anywhere across the formation. I don't know if he's, you know, a dynamic presence in the sense that he's going to, you know, blow an offense wide open. Uh, but, yeah, he's an exciting piece. But that it's a concern. It's a concern. It's something that really haunted them last year, and uh, they got to get that fixed. Uh, number two, I would say uh, up front on defense. They, they obviously BJ Raji kind of stepping away from the game was really unexpected. I know it caught the Packers by surprise. Uh, that's why Kenny Clark's a Packer now. Um, yeah, they played amazing, amazing football up front last year. It's one probably one of the most underdiscussed things uh, when I you know read and hear about the Packers this offseason. Nobody expected that. I know Mike McCarthy did because he talked about it at the beginning of the year last year, and everyone went, yeah, sure, Mike. Uh, but then they did. They went out and they kicked tail. There are a lot of question marks up front. Uh, Mike Daniels, obviously, is the one guy you can count on. But after that, a lot of question marks. And you just wonder how that's all going to come together again because that was really the engine of the defense last year. It was the whole catalyst for the reason the defense played as well as it did. Mm -hmm. um, and then number three, it's kind of an overarching thing that, kind of has been the thing that has kept them from championships, I, I would say, the last three or four years, and that's Ted Thompson's insistence on sticking with the draft and almost eschewing free agency totally. It's great. It gets lots of young athletic guys on the field, but time and again we've seen, you know, year after year after year in crunch time where young guys make mistakes that kill their chances uh, at getting to a championship, whether it is uh, Brandon Bostic doing the wrong, you know, not doing his assignment on an onside kick, whether it is last year, Demarius Randall dropping coverage on Larry Fitzgerald and letting him come wide open to pretty much salt the game away. Time and again, we've seen these young guys make mistakes in crucial, you know, crucial, crucial parts of the game. And Ted just won't change his philosophy. And I get it. I get why he does it. He's, he sticks to his beliefs. There's his core beliefs. He's never going to change. Totally get that, but that could be. I'm not saying it will be. I'm not, you know, it's not set in stone here, but that could be definitely a thing that continues to keep them from reaching a Super Bowl. 
Uh, you know, it's uh, it's interesting, and that's one of my annual laments too. Is with with my team, the Steelers. They also don't play ball in free agency, and this always seems. They did a little to be, more this year, though. Yeah, but uh, you know, the 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 perennially, they're you know they're right, sober. No, and, you know, they're, 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 yeah, that's dude. not what that's <laughs> not how you build a champion and all that. And that and and they're and then that, comes John Elway, and he destroys all of that. That's exactly right. And by the way, just before that, Bill Belichick's team went and got Darrell Reed. And that was a significant addition to that team as well. So obviously you now can win Lombardi trophies by adding key pieces, sprinkling them in at least free agency. And by the way, it was a wholesale defensive swap for, uh, you know, infusion, like you say, with John Elway there. All right, let's go through. And by the way, Claybon, any from outside looking in anything? Any knock you want to offer on the Well, Packers? I mean, I just feel for you poor souls uh, that are Steelers and Packers fans. Oh, having having to deal with your middling franchises and their Dude. inability to compete. What? I don't know what you, <laughs> you guys hey, are That's what, You've seen my Twitter feed. You know this is all I do all day. Let me tell you something, Clay. <laughs> and let me tell the Dan Hanzuses of the world, too, these, these sour pusses about how lucky you are to have a good team. Yeah, you know what? We're like the parents of an A student. Hey, guess what? A B plus hurts just as it does. <laughs> you know what? That's that's how it feels. But then when that student grows up and is successful, and then you wonder why they don't. You're not going to get into an <laughs> Ivy League school if you keep this up. You know that that. It's like, have you have you heard from Steve? No, Steve doesn't talk to me because I was really annoying the whole time. <laughs> I don't like that Claybon. Let's just move on. <laughs> Last thing with you, Nagler. I saw you right. uh, you uh, check your cell phone there, and that that's always yeah, well, the the uniform. Always, always connected. Right, that's cool, man. Let's do it real quick. We've been doing it here. Uh, we go through the schedule with someone who knows what they're talking about for all the 32 teams today. It is so the Green Bay Packers on the record. Oh, God. Don't we have a sound effect for that? We... A record scratch. I love it. We go the extra mile. Skip it, skip it. <laughs> all right. Thought... They start off with a journey to Jacksonville in the ugly helmets, the two-tones. Yeah, I'm worried about it. Ooh, I'm worried about it. Here we be fired up on a new day down there. I'll give them. I'll give the Packers a W though. Hey, there we go. Ah, right out of the gate, these (laughs) Jags fans all excited. They're gonna be going wild. Aaron Rodgers is gonna come in there and give them a dose of reality. I'm nervous about it though. Nervous about it. Boy, this is that's tough at Minnesota week two. Yeah, week two. I'm gonna give them a loss there. Thank goodness, at least there aren't many. I opening, think... opening the new stadium, and the, the Vikings ruined the the rededication, reopening of Lambeau back in 2003 when they did the remodeling, and the Vikings were the first team to come in there, and they, you know, gave the Packers a loss, and really hope the Packers can return the favor, but I don't think it happens. I hope they st- I, we, the Vikings. My wish for them this year is that they go back to the gray face masks or the white ones. Those look better. The black face mask does not work with that. No, it doesn't suit them. You're right. Um, the, and and as I've said before, oh yeah, you're you're a NFC North guy. Shame right. on the Lions and Vikings forever for doming their stadiums. True. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> and ja- you know what? They get. You know what? You know who it hurts most? It them. Be in the league, man. If you want to play arena football, go play arena football. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Why do you laugh at that, Claybon? Don't you see the advantage that you have playing at home when no one – what, you think the L.A. Rams are going to like coming up to play? That's what happened in the 70s. Oh, the Rams arena. would come up to play Minnesota. Even if they were better, they'd lose every time because they couldn't handle the cold. Arena football is a tremendous league. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> man, they're, playing, they're playing arena football, man. Take, take, take the well, yeah, it, it is an arena. 
Jeff Janis. Anybody wants to knock Aaron Rodgers? Just a little, Jay, he threw to Jeff Janis for 58 minutes and almost beat the, one of the best teams in the NFL. All right, the Detroit Lions. Now you host them in Lambeau in week three. Yeah, that's a win. Okay. That's a win. Then you already have your bye. That doesn't break very yep. well for yeah, you. Then yeah, you have sucks. the Giants in a prime time affair. Yeah, again, nervous. If that was in New York, I'd give it an L but because it's in Green Bay. And I know Giants fans will, will say that the Giants have had a lot of success in Green Bay, and that's true. But this year, McCarthy gets the better of McAdoo. I like that, although I do like the Giants this year. And I assume I assume that that's uh, 1A for the most painful losses ever when the Giants came oh, in there. Absolutely. absolutely. You were the Favre interception and one. in overtime where everyone else is open except for the guy who throws it to Oh, you. you know what? It's funny. I just realized, as I said, that there are two painful there are, there are There are several. <laughs> the 15-1, If you when I make excuses for Rodgers, no, that's that the game I point to when they dropped every pass he threw that day. And Akeem Nix caught the 15-1 loss is such – like it, it. that doesn't hurt nearly as much as the NFC Championship loss. Is that right? Close. Not what, even close. What's because, your logic on that? You know, that? Things, things happen like – you know, Clifton stepped on uh, on was it Clifton? Somebody the left tackle stepped on Rogers' foot, uh, and he would have had he had Jennings open for a wide open touchdown. Missed that. Uh, uh, John Coon fumbled. Ryan Grant fumbled. Guys who never ever fumbled that year both fumbled. They gave up a ridiculous hail mary at the end of the first half. Yeah. Like all sorts of just fluky nonsense that you know throughout fifteen and one didn't happen. All happened on that day. Moving on, the Dallas Cowboys, another team that might be good or at least uh, score a lot of points, uh, pays a visit to Lambeau. Yeah, that's a win for the Pack. All right, you're doing very nicely. You're 5-1 and one when your arch-rival Chicago Bears pay you a visit on Thursday night. Yeah, that's a, that's a win. Oh, I thought you were about to announce that as a loss. Then you journey down to Hotland to play the Falcons. Yeah, that's a win. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I I just want to keep it keep uh, keep you honest here. Right now, yeah, yeah. on fire. Oh, yeah. Right now, they're six and one. All right, I'm yeah, not well, saying it couldn't be. They were six and zero last year. Makes sense. Right. Now you host the Indianapolis Colts. What a run! You have five out of six uh, games in Lambo. Better make your are, hay there. Home games are early. Uh, they win. They win against the Colts. All right, soaring now as you travel to Nashville. And that's a close victory. Although they get a real bad scare. The South is the only team. If you want to start actually man. calling out uh, scoring plays, you can. I like the the extra detail is good. And Claybon, feel free to raise the red flag, throw the McCarthy's challenge flag. Arthur's teams have a rhythm. You know, you can always kind of count on him stubbing his toe at least once or twice a year, where he has absolutely no business stumbling. Sunday, November twentieth, there will be a new president elect when you visit the nation's capital. Uh, yeah, that's probably a loss. Ooh. I'll give, them the, I'll give them the L there. Revenge for wow. what happened yeah. in January there at Philly now. That's a win. Boy, you guys have an easy schedule. That's what you <laughs> yeah, have. Well, if you have the NFC East, that, that kind yeah. of feels uh, it helps. like it's good. Then you get the Texans at home. At home, that's a win. The Seattle Seahawks at home. At home, that's a win. There we go. Two losses so far for Favre and company. Now you go up to or go down to Chicago. Yeah, that's a loss. Oh, there. Oh, there. Minnesota pays you a visit. Maybe this is for the division title. Yeah, possibly. That's a win. The and you round it out in the Motor City. Oh wait, no, no, no. The Minnesota one. Sorry, take it back. That's a Christmas Eve, right? That is that the is Christmas, Christmas Eve. Eve. Yes. Yeah, that's a loss. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. Well, they sweep, sweep you. So they, you they sweep. They'll sweep them. Okay, yeah. and then uh, at the Lions. That's a win. 
So in spite of the fact that you go 12-4. and four, yeah, We need to talk Vikings schedule. I think the Vikings win the division. Is that what we can glean? W- it would not surprise me in the least. Let me tell you, Mike Zimmer knows how to defend McCarthy, and he sure as hell knows how to defend Aaron Rodgers. Uh, they're, they're a real legitimate threat. I also think that there are two ways philosophically that a team can be built if you have a division bully like the NFC North has had for the you know for however long with uh, with Favre or Rodgers. It right. seems to me that you either try to keep up with the Joneses and you match what they are doing piece for piece, or you zig when they're zagging, and that's what the exactly. Packers have done. The Packers have big physical corners now. They look to grind you on the ground. That is the antithesis of what the Packers want to have done to them, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, they, again, it's like Mike's running the basically the same offense. I mean, he's, you know, wrinkle here, wrinkle there, but you know, people know what to expect now. And again, it's an, it's a great offense. It's amazing. It's dynamic, but there are very simple ways to go about defending. And if you've got the right pieces, which the Vikings do, um, yeah, you can be successful. If I tell you, and then we're going to let Aaron Nagler go and we're going to wrap things up here. But if I tell you, one guy is going to have a good season by his own measure that he's uh, laid out with uh, the previous seasons in his career. Do you Mm -hmm. want it to be Eddie Lacy or Jordy Nelson? Oof. That's a good question. I'd say Eddie Lacy. Really? No Jordy there? Well, I I think Jordy will get his regardless. You know, he he doesn't have to come back and, you know, catch 100 balls, catch 10 touchdown passes, because the offense is designed – to spread it around. And yeah, Aaron likes to feed it to him, uh, you know, because he's his favorite receiver and he trusts him the most. But you, you can still keep spreading it around, especially with the addition of Jared Cook. You're going to see a lot more two wide, uh, two tight end sets. Um, Richard Rodgers, he's a, he's, a, he's a definite weapon in the red zone, though he, you know, he struggles between the 20s. You, you can spread it around. We mentioned Montgomery earlier. Uh, there are plenty of weapons through the air where Jordy can fall off a little bit or not come back as dynamic as he was, so to speak. But they need to get Eddie Lacy going. Uh, for as productive as James Starks was last year in his stead, Lacy's got to get back to form. It makes everything work a hell of a lot easier. Aaron Nagler, great time. Thanks so much for all the time sitting at the foot of your bed there. It's been insightful. It's been, uh, it's been positively gay. Let's do it again uh, at some point before the midway point in the yeah, season, something some like that. Yeah. Looking forward to it. All right. Appreciate it. In the meantime, enjoy August as we get ready for the kickoff. At Aaron Nagler is how you track him down on Twitter. And, of course, Cheeseheads TV. Great stuff from uh, Nagler. Claybon, anything you want to weigh in on? Now he's just looming over our shoulder, though. <laughs> now you turn him off. It's creeping me Tear out. Me off. Take him away. He's Have just sitting one, there. Don't take your Nagler shirt off. Up. I look like Nagler's going for the shirt. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want that. It's going, for, All right. going for the fun. Claybon. We started to talk about, oh, we're being told we have to wrap the show anyway. I wanted to, uh, Claybon, talk a little bit about alphabets, uh, about the alphabet. Yeah, no, it's it's near and dear to you. Um, It occurs to me that letters that when you spell the letters that don't start with themselves must have self-esteem issues when they hang out with other letters. Like, I mean... But if I said spell the letter A, how would you spell oh, it? Oh, a, a starts with an A, right? A so y, A feels good about itself, right? A-Y-E, yeah. maybe something like that. And B would be B-E-E. Maybe you'd fancy it a B-E-A. But once you get to F, F doesn't even start with the letter F. It would be E-F-F. Yeah. Don't I, you think that – do you feel bad for the letter F? Well, I, look, I, I appreciate the empathy that, that you have for certain letters, and I know that – 
as a man who possesses such glorious uh, alliteration in his name, mm. um, you probably feel great about the letter D. Um, I know where I, my bread's buttered. I, I I do have the P, but also have the C. Mm. And there's that C S relationship where I don't I don't necessarily feel like you know you look down on yourself when people don't spell you with your actual letter. Uh, I feel like you just appreciate and accept that other letter into what you need to make you whole. But is what well, you bring up C is C a freeloader? I don't want to level charges unfairly, but is C a freeloader? Couldn't we really go down to 25 letters and let K carry the K weight no. and let S be carried by S? No. What do we need C for? You literally couldn't say that question without C. It, it's, yeah, it's my world. Vital, it's a vital part. I can spell could with a K just as easily as a C. Yeah, but then it looks like could. You'll get used to it. I, I won't accept this, David. Not no. You know what looked weird was when you looked at NFL teams about twenty five years ago, and like say Carolina Panthers, you'd be like, "Whoa, I Carolina." That's gonna take some getting used to. Guess what? You've gotten used to it. Or are we to hail C for its versatility? That's where I am. You, it's you're, it's versatile. It's inclusive. If not for C, I, I look. I don't know where we'd be. I have right. no idea. Well, we'll continue this conversation at a later <laughs> date. In the meantime, thanks to Greg Jennings. Great insight there from him and from Aaron Nagler on the Green Bay Packers. Which team will we tackle next? Only time will tell. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. Thanks, Claybon. Thank you. Been a thin slice of heaven. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 